Welcome back to the In the Making podcast, season two. <laughs> After a long run of a whole eight episodes, and then a short hiatus, and then a two month break, <laughs> we have returned to bring you more content. We lost our way. <laughs> We said we would be consistent and do it at least once a week. We actually were ahead of that goal. We were recording twice a week at certain points. I think there was I think there was a period of uh, maybe one week that we did that. We had some of the most awesome guests I never would have imagined would have agreed to be on our show. And it was a great run, and now it's over. And then we just stopped. Yeah. Um, but now we're back, well, which is great. In the way. It wasn't totally our fault, although it was entirely our fault. Everything is a choice, Patrick. Um, and so here we are with episode nine. We've decided to Can do it with... Can us on that? Is it episode nine? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we did eight, but I'm not 100% sure. It's the episode after the, the last, last episode, episode that we did. And, um, and so after the last episode. we decided not to do a guest because uh, I think initially we, we, we said we would do a podcast with just us. And then we decided to bring on guests because we didn't think we were interesting enough. And then once we started getting guests and then we didn't have like enough guests lined up, we just decided it wasn't worth doing the podcast. No, I think it was more, I mean, maybe, but I think it was more just that we got busy and, uh, I think it was a combination. Of and then we lost, things. we lost our, like, like if we would have original guests still coming out, even though we would have been busy, we would have like made time for it, but we didn't have them. And then we got really busy and we were like, well, we want I mean, if we, one. oh no, not this week, let's wait, we'll get a guest next week. And then it just didn't happen. And then we just kind of fell through. Yeah. So uh, here we are at nine o'clock on a Monday, recording, and um, why, is that? why is that relevant? It sounds. I'm not. Why isn't not. it? I'm why not, is this a point of contention? I'm not saying it's not relevant. I'm just curious. You realize you're creating more work on for. Monday. I was gonna say for yourself to edit, but I realize now we've hired that out. We don't so have to cut any of this out. You're not doing any of that now. I don't think we have to cut any of this. Out. Lazy. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we this is actually the first episode that we've made where we have we don't have like a list of topics or. Yeah, let's just let's just we're just free balling just, right let's here. Just talk for an hour. The thing is, is that at the beginning we wanted to have a, a list of topics because we talked so much that we always knew everything that was going on in each other's lives. But I feel like now we don't actually spend as much time. Now I haven't seen working, you in a month. Now that we're working so intensely on almost like different parts of the business almost it's like i don't know i, I we don't we definitely see each other and we definitely talk all the time we see each other every day but we don't see each other ever. i don't i don't i don't ever see you in a not work context now um so this could be like our like one-on-one therapy yeah this is like a therapy <laughs> session <laughs> so patrick how was your week do you have anything to tell me uh, it's good it's been it's been good daniel okay i have this uh this asshole guy, this asshole friend that I have, um, you know, I'm new to Toronto, so I really only have like two friends. One's a guy, one's a girl, and it's the guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I guess, where where did we leave off last? We were starting the, finishing the preseason, starting. We weren't even. We were were getting the business. We talked about just the business. I think we were, I had just moved here. We were getting all the business off the ground. We were like not even. I think we, we started, started sales. Canvassing. Yeah. So now we have a sales team. We have like forty people lined up to work with us. Yeah. Expenses are high now. Very high. Yeah. We're spending a lot of money on things. 
We haven't yeah, made we haven't made mindset, any money yet. We've like been pouring. Has always been like just throw money at the problems, and it's like as you grow to this point, like the problems just get bigger, and so the money you just spend to solve them just gets bigger too. Well, we're very fortunate that we have low overhead, but at the same time, it's like we um. Yeah, it's like it used to be like buy a ladder and like spend five hundred bucks and we're good to go. And now it's like that we need forty ladders. Crews. Yeah, exactly. So it's like each crew gets three ladders. Now we have we're gonna be getting like ten to twelve crews. It's like, it's like ten thousand dollars of ladders. Yeah, it's a lot of ladders. Uh, so how are, how are you um, how are you acclimating? How do you feel now having finished a preseason and moved here from Toronto? And where's your where's your head at? I mean, it's it's good. Uh, I was definitely the right decision. I feel I feel like we can both agree that for both of our mental health, it was the right decision. Um, I mean, you tired? Very. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it was definitely the right decision. It's a good thing. I think I've acclimated pretty well at this point. Uh, I have my feet under me now. It's just adapting to the workload and the the added responsibility of operating at this high of a level versus what I was doing in Montreal. It's just like a totally, it's basically like a totally different game. It's not even well, you were, the same day to day or anything like that. So it's uh, quite a bit of adjustment still to go. But in terms of like the move to Toronto, I think it, it's good. I'm happy, very happy with that. I, that I made the choice to move. You've, we've been, we've been going at it a lot lately in terms of like, getting things to run smoothly how do you feel i mean obviously i know how you feel now but how do you feel now relative to like where was your head at last year versus where was your head at now in terms of how you're managing the business like you mean like this time last year what was i thinking versus now yeah okay um not necessarily about toronto but just about no, 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 about, like about your about your abilities and yeah exactly so i mean last year at this time i feel like i definitely felt very i, I definitely there was no doubt in my mind i felt very capable and like what I was doing, I could I could do no problem. Like you felt like a rock star. Felt like a rock star. No, I definitely felt like like I I was gonna do it. I was at that point, you know, like moving steadily towards my goal, and you know, I felt like nothing was gonna stop me, and I knew everything. I knew what I was doing at that level, and I guess compared to this year, the difference is that now I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. It is it reminds me a lot more of my. It reminds me a lot more of the first year that I did this because I had no idea what I was doing, but it's also like that multiplied by, what is it, 30? Oh. It's multiplied by 30. Yeah. It's that multiplied by 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's just that the mistakes, any mistakes you make now obviously have, yeah, you're checking, them, checking my math there. What did you do, 225? No, you're one. That's why I said times 30. Oh. So 100,000 times 30. Yeah. Right 30. There you go. Good. Yeah. Good yeah. work. Good math. Mental math right there. You see that? Yeah. Concordia uh, math. The what? The what? what Concordia math. Concordia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the extent of my mathematical yeah. abilities. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The problems, everything, like, mistakes at this level are just so much more amplified because you can't just... You f- everyone. You can't just fix them. Well, one, I can't just put my head down and work and fix it myself. Yeah. And two, there's three other people two of which have been my two of my closest friends for a long time and, and a third of which is actually very quickly becoming another one of my closest friends who are relying on all of you are becoming slowly <laughs> you're working your way in there no no Justin um, but like like yeah like my everybody's kind of got their little areas and like if I screw up on mine then like everybody kind of suffers and it, I feel that I feel the whole weight of that of the fact that that's my responsibility we not to mention like the 40 guys we have relying on us for work well one of the um, like now that I, I told you I'm reading about OKRs so oh, like I didn't know you were reading about them I thought Kendra was just telling you to make them no 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 uh, it's the other way around um, okay. so I, I found a book called measure measure what matters I think um, and it's by one of the guys who was like the, basically the biggest, I think he was the biggest investor in Google before mm-hmm. Google popped off. Yeah. John Doerr measure what matters. Yeah. Um, okay. so he put like 12 and a half mil into Google and now the guy's worth like $12 billion. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and so he basically came up with this, uh, framework that, I don't know if he came up with it or if it was just a framework, but basically this is what like Google uses and Bono uses for his fundraising. And um, it's just a way to, to measure goals and to track them. So the reason I brought this up was uh, uh, in the past, I would just, I I would just be like, I have a goal. I would tell everyone my goal on the team. And then we would just go and, and hit the goal. And it was just like work harder do this, do that, hit the goal. Um, and because we were only like 10 people, it was very easy. It was just me and Kendra running it. There, it was very easy to delegate and to see who was doing what wrong. But now that I have almost no part in the day-to-day activities of the business and I'm managing it, you know, basically from the house and then, um, and then you've got, you know, you and Dustin managing all of sales and all of production and then Cam, who's also running sales. And um, and then you've got all the, like, I don't even know the names of some of the people that are working for us now because we're just hiring so quickly. Um, and so it's very difficult to kind of have vision and then delegate it and then see that vision come to life. There's a lot of breakdowns in communication throughout that. So basically I was feeling... Um, I was getting very frustrated because, you know, we would have a meeting, I would set goals, I would say what I needed done from you guys, and then to, a week later, we would be nowhere near what we were trying to achieve, and I would be like, it feels like I have this vision and for what needs to be done, and you guys have a different vision for what needs to get done, and you're just doing what you think is best, and then at the end of the day, we're, we're nowhere closer to where we had to go, so... Mm-hmm. The way that this book is describing it is it's basically a way to track and measure 
company-wide goal setting for massive companies so that, you know, one person can set an objective or the company can set an objective and then determine the four or five things you need to do to hit that objective. And then that can kind of cascade down so a pyramid. So knows what they need to be doing. So, so that not just knows what they need to be everyone, everyone is in line and your objectives stem from my objectives. And so I feel like that even, even though I haven't even like implemented it yet because um, I'm still reading about it. I feel like that alone has given me like a better idea as to how I need to communicate to you guys um, what I want to do and how I can better help you formulate your plan to make that happen so that we're always kind of synchronized. Mm. Um, and I'm finding that very important now because, yeah, like we're just – I don't want to like grow so fast that – the company just explodes and then and then we're f yeah and then we can't do anything i agree um yeah i mean it must be for you it must be just absolutely insane seeing like this what you've what you've created this kingdom um i was actually talking to someone today about that and when you're when you're running a small business you're like it's easy. I mean, this happened to you, right? Like your yeah. your head blows up. You're like, oh, look at me. I'm a big entrepreneur, and like, yeah. I made over a hundred thousand dollars this year, and yeah. like, and I didn't go. I didn't need business school, and and then you know, once you pass that, and like, you're running a, a seven figure business, it's you kind of look around and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing shit. Like, this is really small potatoes. Like, yeah. there's people at like. Jeff Bezos made what like I make in a year in like 30 seconds Um, because you start to realize like what's possible and every time you shatter your goal you're like go use the example you've been dying to use I have no idea what you're talking about what is the the minute mile or whatever I I honestly (laughs) didn't even think about that I did not even think about that I'm very surprised because that's the example you used Okay, well, I, now you can share I share I with the audience. Know it. I don't know it. I don't actually know it. I, I've heard you say it at least 30 to 40 It was times. like the first guy that no one had ever run a one-minute a one mile or a four-minute mile. It's, a, it's it definitely not a one-minute mile. I think it's a four-minute mile. And then, I think it's four-minute mile, yeah. And then the year the guy broke the world record for it, like 10 other people had done it. Because they that, heard that, that he did it. Year after he did it. Yeah. But this isn't really the same. It was possible. Th- that's like. But it is because it's like you have this like ceiling of yeah. like how amazing you think you are, or what you think like oh my god, like this is so big. And then like once you crack through that seven figures, it like opens up this whole world in front of you where it's just like oh wait a minute, like this is actually nothing. Well, yeah, and and you know that it's happens. All possible. That happens all year over year, but like every time you think you're like you're doing like you realize this pattern where you're like you're doing more than you ever thought was possible and then you still have none of the answers and like you know a lot but you know nothing about what you want to be doing like you still struggle with tons of problems of like i don't know the answers and i need Mm -hmm. to figure it all out and and then you figure out all the answers and you're like, oh, I'm so great. I'm, I'm just really smart. I figured it all out. And then you come to all these new problems that happen when you grow your business and, and you achieve, you know, this new level of enlightenment. And you're like, ah, oh, I thought I figured this out. I thought I, I was good to go. 
but that's okay. I'm going to do it this time. And then you figure it out again and then more problems. And eventually you're just like, okay, like I'm literally just never going to have all the answers. And there's this consistent theme of like, well, yeah, it's a hundred percent the point. And that's, what's a lot of fun. That's why I love it. Because that's what I was going to say, because like imagine you had all the answers, how boring would life be then? Yeah, it would be terrible. Um, I'd be miserable. And that's the kind of the thing that I say is when people ask like, Oh, well, why do you, why do you do what you do? Oh, why do you work? Like, like 10 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, I don't understand why anybody would subject themselves to that. Yeah. It's like, you work like 13 hours a day. Yeah, I understand. Um, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm being modest. <laughs> um, no, but it's like when somebody asks you that and you're like, I don't know, it's such a hard thing to explain. Don't you find? Cause it's, it's like really hard. To, ex- to explain why you subject yourself to that. Oh, I don't find it hard. Understand. I, 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 I find it, hard. it's Somebody like, the, it's like, I was like, I was like, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but you, but you know it when you see, like, you know, like I, I, I know why, like I have no doubt in my mind that this is what I want to be doing, but I don't like, I don't know why. Like, yes, it's fun, but it's no. not always fun. And I live, yes, I, like, I breathe it. I like, I couldn't. I would die if I didn't do this. I would have. Yeah. I would. I would rather be dead. Basically, there was nothing else I would like. I mean, look. Like everybody thinks that like traveling the world is like. Oh, I can't wait to take a break mm-hmm. and make all this money and try. And it's like you go and travel the world for four months, and after three months, you're like, okay, another volcano. Like you kind of get <laughs> bored of it. You know, yeah. it's not. It just gets anything in excess is anything in excess That's that you don't love. I guess gets. Well, no, yeah, I don't know. I guess that, that, that's that's my point, though. Is that is that the, the reason that I that I that I come up with that I love it is just because yeah, like there's no uh, there's no limit to it. Like no matter how high you go, no matter how much you do this, like the the day to day will will never two days will never be the same. And like every time you solve a problem, a newer, bigger, harder problem to solve pops up in front of you. And it's almost like computer generated to the point where like you can reliably expect that harder problems will continue to arise in front of you as long as you're doing this. It'll never stop. And that's, I guess it's, that's I, kind of it, right? Like that's the game. If someone was trying to understand it, I guess like an easy way to, to draw a comparable would be like if you look at any like all-star athlete or high performance like, you know, trainer, mm. um, it's like, you know, you look at LeBron or whoever, it's not about just winning another championship. It's about like on a daily basis, getting better at your craft and honing that in. And, and like, I, I can remember like when I was, when I was a kid, I was going to Walmart with my mom and I would be, I, I heard somewhere that like they put the candy at eye level for kids at the cash so that, you know, kids will mm. tell their parents to buy stuff. And I was like, well, oh, this is like the most genius concept I've ever heard of. Like, oh my my god like that's that's just so intelligent i want to learn more about the mechanics of how things work and the whole thing like they put all the stuff you need on like the outsides and they put everything in the yeah in between yeah so so like to me this is draw you to the back of the store yeah. like I, I i i couldn't imagine being i understand that like why they say that people that win the lottery become miserable after because they don't that's know it. they have no There's idea no what to struggle. do with it I find the struggle is what makes is what makes it like well, you don't, worth it. You need to struggle against adversity for what you have to be to have any value to you. You know what I'm saying? And it's also like if you have money and you don't know how to manage it, you end up just losing it. 
And then... Well, that too. But, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like, at least... I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's part of it, too. You don't you have money, you don't know how to manage it, and you just squander all of it, and then you yeah. press that. Like, life, life gets... Like, it's harder to manage. Like, when you have a lot of money, the more money you have, the more problems come with it. Yeah, of course. Like, when, I w- when you're living with your parents, or you, like, you know, you have, like, a, part, a full-time job, and you're going to school, and, like, you're just making enough money to, like, save 20%, and then pay your rent mm-hmm. and like your lifestyle everything's easy like you don't you don't have anything to worry you about literally just it's the you just trade you have to trade your time for money and you get that money and, and then you have your time and then you can do whatever you want yeah certain percentage of things with it yeah. and then you take the rest of your time to do whatever you want yeah but once once you start like i mean you know you do the bigger things you do the more bullshit you deal with like Oh, now you have enough money to want to build a house. So you build a house. But now well, you have you a contractor that you've paid $20,000 to and he's trying to rip you off. And you're like, oh my God, am I going to get ripped off for twenty grand?" And then you have this big business and then someone tries to say something bad about you or sue you. And it's like now you have all this stress of having this money where it's like having the money is great but like – having like the feeling of having someone like take something from you Mm. or having all this stuff for people to take take and trying to hold on to it for people to take is um i think that's like underappreciated and it it sounds pompous but like it's very true um and so anyway yeah back to your question of like how do you do it every day i think it's like i just you know like some some people love listening to music and reading books and like i love learning about business i like reading about business i like practicing business I, it's it's like a religion i just i just fucking live it it's just it's just how i am um and i think that's you know i think that most people I think that very few people are lucky enough to find something that they want to do for the rest of their life that they're they're meant to do. And I think that even fewer people are fortunate enough to like be born knowing what they want to do. And I feel like I fall into that last category where I'm like it just it's just inherent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also having like ADD definitely helped because like I know so many people that go to university and they're like studying shit that they hate and then they go, you know, and they go into accounting because their parents or life tells them that, that it's a good career choice if you don't have anything else. Mm. And so they do it for lack of a better job and then they go and and they're an accountant for three years and they wake up and they're like, oh my God, I hate my life. I did not enjoy this. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't have the intention span to do anything I don't like. So, well, that was it. I was forced. Like, I forced myself. I couldn't pay attention in any class that I didn't enjoy. So, was it? I wouldn't, even if I wanted to be an accountant, I couldn't have been because I was so uninterested. Mm. So, I just, you know, by, by process of elimination, I ended up in the only thing that I really did enjoy. Yeah. Or that I didn't hate. Accounting, yeah. Accounting is rough. Accounting is rough. You make fun of me? Rough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think we're both uh, we're both fairly fairly beat right now. We've been working uh, pretty nonstop. You were on uh, your first job site of the season today. Yes. 
It was good. The boys are back. We've got some kick-ass guys from last year. Um, I feel like I used to... I was, I was talking to Ammer about this yesterday, where I used to have this issue where we would be selling, selling, selling. Production would start. And then I would, ha- I, because I was doing everything, I would be juggling like sales and production. You, sales would start, sales would be amazing, and production would start to, and you'd have to jump on production, and production would start to go, and then sales yeah. would start to fall, and you'd have to like yeah. jump back and forth. And if you don't, I mean, you know, you I can, if I go to an estimate, I'm focused on the estimate, and I could close the deal, and that's it. But, um, but then during production, it's dangerous because if I'm not 100% focused on training the team for those three days that I'm with that team, mm. they're going to get to 80%. And then they, and they're, gonna have they're not habits, perfect. And those habits are going to become ingrained. And then we're going to send right. other people for them to train. And then those people are going to yeah. get bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pass on your knowledge to the team. They're only going to retain like 5% of what you pass on to them. Then that of that 5%, they're only going to pass on, you know, Five percent of that to the people yeah, that are training. So those basically, guys are have even more diluted. Basically, in the past, it was fine. I mean, it was doable, but now at the scale we're at, it's like I need everything needs to be perfect because after this year, if if things aren't like ironclad, every year it's just going to get harder and harder to fix. The more it grows, the the harder it's going to be. And like, I think the biggest thing for me is like, because this is the first year I have you and Dustin, I have someone else like managing the business. I'm, I have this like inherent, this like deep fear that, that like, it's not going to work out. Not that it like entirely won't work out, but like that the business will like grow down the road in three, four, five years into something that I don't like. And I don't want to look back and resent myself for like not making things happen the way they should have happened. So now that I have you guys, like I feel like I have a lot more time to. Um, to think and to be clear about what needs to happen because I'm not always like, go, 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 go. And, um, and so it's, it's very, it's, it's very nice. It's a great feeling to be able to like look at a team and sit there for like three hours or six hours, whatever I want. And just like, whatever, whatever need. Yeah. And I can just coach them and make sure that I have the time to like train them and go through things. And really like today we were realizing like nothing's ever going to be perfect. Like every single job has like something that someone doesn't like about it. Mm -hmm. But if we can become, if, if we can minimize that number of things, we'll be, we'll get, you know, one centimeter closer every day to becoming, you know, the, what we want to be, which is ultimately like the, the best, comp- the highest quality trade doing what we're doing. Um, yeah. Would you say highest quality and probably like the biggest? Well, I think biggest will just come over time. On the measure. But, guess, but, yeah. but for me, it's like I know, I know that we can become the biggest just through sales. So like yeah. it's not really a goal for like although we have sales goals like – being the biggest is almost like a byproduct of what I really want to do, which is like I want to become the best and the highest quality. And even though I know that we're like probably better than 99% of pe- companies out there, mm. 
it's like we are our own benchmark mm-hmm. and it's like seeing like to me it's like having ever having a crew go through a job or rather having a client hire us go from the moment they hire us to the moment they pay us and have only good things to say about not just the work which is a huge part of it but like the experience about what it was like working with us they were happy with the way we communicated they were happy with scheduling they were happy with with every aspect of it and really that i would say it's like it's almost 60 40 like you could have the best job ever but if the client isn't happy with the experience working with you, it just goes out the window. It's like they'd much rather clients would often rather like a great experience and like an eighty-five percent job than the, yeah. if they had to choose, right? Um, the goal is that they don't have to choose, right? The goal is not, but and there's always stuff, but yeah, for me it would be like I just want to make it like the greatest experience, yeah, and. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just about getting closer to that. That's a good goal. I mean, I think we're well well on our way. The I mean, fear is always that, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always have, I always have fear that, like, is, is, it, is it enough? Like, are we going to be able to sustain it over the long term just based on the experience? Or are people going to be like, why am I paying this much for this? I don't think so because we we have a, a huge amount of our clients that come back every year, right? It's so true. the proof the it's proof true, is yeah. just like in the data in the pudding. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Like you know, yeah, if, right. if 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 half the if if half yeah. the jobs we do can you know are only meant to be done once, and then half our clients come back every that's year. That's an amazing return rate, fifty percent. Yeah, half the jobs we do are only done I mean, once. That's still amazing. A, a lot of folks are unforgiving, like. A lot of people are like, I didn't like the way the worker did that. So I'm just not going to say anything to you and yeah. I'm never going to use you again. People, and I'm not people, even going to tell you why. People talk with their wallets. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a numbers game, you know? And if I think it's, if no one was coming back, it would be another story. But yeah, I agree. I if think we, we just, if we just, if we were just starting from zero every year, then I think, yeah, you're right. It is it is a very good litmus test for that, or a very good like kind of you know test is the amount of people that are coming back. And you're right, like this year signed back clients, like we have tons. Do we have a, an idea what the percentage of the clients from last year? I didn't. We'll run I the. We've done the numbers yet. We, we, we haven't done the numbers because because uh, often like over the next month a lot more clients come That's back. It, yeah. And or we like we May, still a bunch of them like we sent out all our okay, texts and our phone calls. We still have to do the email send out. We still haven't sent out the flyers. Okay. So, and then and then a lot of the clients that didn't sign back were clients from the fall, so they will sign back in the fall. Mm. So it's almost like a mid-year check and then a, and then an end of season check to see what the numbers I guess were. We'll only have the official actual answer at the end of the season. I mean, look, I'm happy with the numbers so far. I feel like. I feel like the people that really were good clients, like the ones that we connected with, the ones that really liked us, the the big jobs, you know, the ones where it was like there was a lot on the line. It was three times the size of the normal job size. Those we really put in the work and, and most of the time those come back. Okay. Um, which is huge, right? Because if you're huge, if you're getting, you know, Lots, lots well, of jobs clients, that are, right? yeah. you know, thousands of dollars a year and recurring revenue. It's, it's big. Um, but the biggest thing that I think of is that 
our biggest competitor, one of our biggest competitors, yeah. is known throughout the city. And they've been around forever. And they don't... For what, 20, 20? 30 years. 30 years. Okay. I was going to say 20, 25. Everybody knows who they... Uh, most people know who they most are. Most people know... Can nope. we just say the name or no? Should we... Uh, whatever. It doesn't White matter. Shark. Most people know White Shark. Um, In Toronto. Most people yeah. have heard of White Shark. And, and the, the owner's an awesome guy. Um, like, honestly, I, I don't think I, like, respected the business model as much before I spoke to him because yeah. of like just what yeah. people had told me. But now you, you spoke to him and now it's like, yeah, you get it. You're like, Oh, okay. it all makes sense. I mean, he's a good dude. It's a different so game. it's, it's like, a different game. yeah, it's a different game. And, yeah. um, and you know, it's, I think when you're operating at that level and I know he went, I mean, he's been doing it for years. So it's like he hired managers and then he didn't took him off and then he took over. But the biggest thing that I wanted to convey was that, he uh like everybody knows him and or his business and they don't they're not doing crazy numbers mm. they're they're doing what we hope to do this year but they have like did he mention how many clients they have because they have their job is obviously a lot smaller than ours so they're gonna do a no but he told me but he you know they probably have a triple the amount of clients yeah 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 probably um but I'm just – that's just – again, you know, that kind of makes me think like, oh, what are we going to be doing in 10 years yeah. if, it, if it took them 30, 30 years, years to get there? But he also chose not to scale after. Like he decided yeah, he didn't want to like grow more. Kind of, yeah. you know, he just kind of goes even. Well, like I mean I think, I think at this point when you – I think if – like it's very rare that extremely wealthy people – have most of their wealth coming from one business. Like yeah. usually they build a business, you get wealthy, Funnel that money into another business. And then you have other things that are giving you your long term. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a point where you're like your your business can only grow so big and then your investments compound and compound and compound and then yeah. eventually you're making, you know, just just as much if not more every from year from investment from investments income. than yeah. you are from your business and that's that's the goal, right? I mean, like that's kind of the goal, right? I remember like in year one in student works when like I killed myself to make a to make 30 grand. Like I, yeah. I worked my ass off for a whole year just to clear 30 before tax. And now it's like, but at that time that was like a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. now it's like if I didn't work for a year, like the investments would make me more than 30 grand. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. It's wild, and now it's like thirty grand is nothing. Like it's thirty like, grand is yeah. I it's mean, like my not to be douchey, would, but thirty would, grand is like if you if I made thirty grand in a summer, I'd be like, this is. Yeah. You, could, you couldn't even pay your rent. That's it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's right? it. I couldn't even pay rent. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like what do you do? That's <laughs> you it. Know? More money, more problems. Though. Yeah. I mean, geez, like uh, yeah. back then, thirty grand was amazing. Now, yeah, like you said, you need more than that just just pay rent. You glowed up. I wouldn't even have. Uh, wouldn't even have food. <laughs> Glowed up. Yeah, I'm literally going to be glowing up. We haven't talked about that. I'm moving again. Where are you moving to, Patrick? I'm moving 
two floors up. Wow, two floors up. Yeah. You're going to bang the broomstick on the ceiling. Very excited. Ah, yeah, keep it down. Instead of banging it up on the, on, the, on the roof, I'll be banging on the floor. Yeah, I'm uh, very, very excited. It's July 1st, moving to, the, moving to the top floor, moving up in the world. I'm excited for Cam to start editing and putting out content because I feel like that's the shout out Cam. Cam is uh Cam has Hansel. been has been running some sales for us and is uh on the verge of he has just edited his first clip for Instagram. He didn't edit it. He just posted it. Michael does all the edits. Shout out to Michael. Shout out Michael McIntyre does all the edits. I've never met him, but <laughs> um but yeah, so basically we wanted to just get more edits done and put them out on Instagram because... We want to try to build a following. Yeah, we Cam want to build says, a following. Cam, so, so share this if you're, if you're listening. Cam says he thinks he can get us to 1,000 followers within a month. That's his, that's his goal. Good so for Cam. Yeah, that's what yeah. the little guy does. Either we will uh, he's praise short, Cam. He, he's, he's small, but he's feisty. Or, or we will. Uh, I think a lot of it falls on us. Too, second guess is if, if, if his goal is to do that in a month, and and we stop recording for another two weeks after this, then uh, no, that then can't I don't happen. Think it'll happen. No, we're we're back at it now. This is happening. We can't we can't lead on the 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 viewers and the listeners. Yeah. Can't record our, an episode loyal, and leave. Loyal listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. What else? Uh, what else is going on in uh, in our lives? Is there anything other than bu- other than the business going on in your life? I know there's absolutely nothing other than business going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm dying to travel, like everybody else. Obviously, are you really? I just want to go. Like I, I feel like COVID. Everybody complains about it. And I feel like most people should complain about it, but it's it's almost like not impacted me. Like I haven't. Yeah. I just I still work. I work more than it's, usual now. It's more. It's. I don't think. It, I don't think it would, it's that it, it hasn't impacted you. It's just that a lot of people like it's like them up and like you it's yeah. it's inconvenienced you at yeah. most yeah it's like oh god damn it i have to order online to go pick up my stuff at home yeah. depot now instead of just showing up at the store last minute but you know what it's like before i, I worked all the time and i would go like go out for dinner once a week and now it's like i work all the time and i order uber eats and that night. and that one time <laughs> i would go out to dinner i would just order uber eats and i would still work so it's like i'm just not getting that like break to yeah. just go do something. And so in the last, yeah, so I just haven't traveled. And it's silly. It's like if we didn't have the business, I would probably just like go to Thailand or something and get, you know, go to Israel or the States or figure out a way to get the vaccine and then just just go, just travel. Um, and then, but yeah. Like you said, so. you'd, have, you'd have fun for a month, maybe two, and then you'd be like, oh. I just want two weeks. I want two weeks on a beach surfing, and then I want to, and then I can go back to work. Maybe even like a week. Go to Costa Rica, come back. 
That's it. I just want sun. For two weeks. Maybe just a week. I only really need a week. Then I'll get back to work. Like, take two weeks, man. It's all good. Ten days is... I found ten days is the the key. I used to go on two-week vacations with my family. And the last three days... The last four days, you're like, God damn it. It should have ended at ten. Yeah, 100%. You're just just sticking... You're like, I'm I'm here. I might as well enjoy it. But, like... Oh, my God. (laughs) You don't actually want to be there. Wow. Okay. What else? What else? We finished. We're landscaping. We're almost done our backyard. Uh-huh. And then we're doing the front yard now, digging it up. And then I'm sure Kendra will find another way to buy another house next year and ruin all our lives I'm again. Sure she's find a way. <laughs> Go through another renovation. I heard the two leading causes for divorce are infidelity and renovations. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. One of my clients, uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, one of my, one of our clients is... Somebody look it up and, and post something somewhere or text text one of us and, and tell us if Dan's right or wrong because I've, I've heard you say that stat many times and I'm curious if you're actually right. Are you Googling it? Bleeding cause for divorce. It's definitely not going to be either of the things. A few common reasons. Infidelity. Unsurprisingly, money is one of the top reasons followed by infidelity. Yeah. Fighting over money would be their top reason for divorce. That's f- But what, what What do you mean you fight about money? What does that look like? I'm so, yeah, I'm actually curious because like, I can imagine some of the fights, but like, what do they mean by that? What's, what does fighting about money look like? I don't know. Um, yeah. Basically, anyway, so one of, one of our clients is a doctor. He has an extremely nice house, like one of the few houses that I would say I could move into without renovating and I would like it. And, um, where, where is, where is his house? What area? He's in High Park. He's like house. over the ravine. Um, oh yeah. Like in the, in the like, yeah, nice like bigger property. Yeah. On Ellis. On Ellis. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, great dude. And, uh, and, and basically I, I walked in and I was like, you just moved here. He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you renovate this? Is your one or like your this two is or? great taste. This is last year, okay. and he goes F- that, and I'm like, what do you mean F- that? He's like, why do you say it like that? He goes, two leading causes for divorce, infidelity, and renovations, and I am not exposing myself to either of them. Wow. <laughs> and so I lie. I mean, it's true. Like honestly, had if if Kendra and I weren't on the same so much on the same page, and if I didn't like. Kendra's extremely intelligent and often like pretty much everything she does like makes sense, you know, Mm. but there is, there are a lot of people out there who do not make sound decisions around money or, or like even like people who don't know how to deal with conflict with contractors and, and who don't like Kendra's a hawk, you know, like she was figuring stuff out about the mechanics of the plumbing and electricity and, and, and all of the things behind the walls. And she was problem solving ahead of time. And if she wasn't as capable as she was, I could see myself coming home and just being like, you're, you're, you're just burning our our money away Mm. and I'm working so hard to make money and you're just throwing it all away. But like anytime there'd be an issue, she'd be like, you know, we have to spend this money. Like 
I would just be like, you're doing 10 times a better job than I would. So whatever you think needs to be done needs to be done. But um, we, we, I mean, we're in home services. So we talk to people all the time who go through this and like, we even have clients who like, you know, we'll deal with, we try to deal with both people, but we'll deal with like one spouse and then the other one will be like, oh my God, why did that person, t- why did they pick this color? Why did they, and it's just like, you can just see, they just basically like threw away two grand hiring us to do, you know, to paint a color they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just couldn't imagine dealing with that on like a level of tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and then feeling that your partner is directly causing this. Um, so yeah, I can, and then, and then, you know, that's, that's just about the money. Then there's like, I like this backsplash. No, I like this one. <laughs> but then it's just whatever, whatever Kendra wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, easy, um, easy solution. We're, we're usually like, you guys, she, cause when you, when you, when you're good taste, when you're on the same page with someone else too, and like, you respect each other i feel like it's very easy because it's not like it's not like she'll want something and then i won't like it and then she'll want to do it anyway it'll be like what do you think about this and then i'll if i really don't like it she'll she won't like it then because she knows it will not make me happy Mm. and if she really likes it she might push for it and then i'll either come around or i won't but there's not a lot of like like neither of us will ever like force the other person to do something we want Mm. because half of the joy in doing it is knowing that like the other person likes it as much as you like it Mm. yeah so yeah it's like you're not going to take someone out to dinner to a restaurant that like only you like and you know they hate the food there. They really don't like. Yeah. You're like, "Come on, let's go." Even though you hate the food, like I really want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really in sync though. I mean, I've I've seen you pick out things together, like like blinds and stuff like that and like every time it's always like, "Okay, like which one of these three do you like the most?" And you, you'll pick one and you're like that's the one i want to do <laughs> yeah yeah well we will play that game like we'll go into the tile store and and we'll be like okay don't say anything to each other 15 minutes we, we reconvene here in 15 and then we show each other what we like and then we see if we overlap and often we'll like she'll be like oh but I, f- I found this one did you see it and i'll be like no no i didn't see that and then the other two will be like oh i know i saw that one too did you see the price oh. see if it goes on sale. Yeah, um, exactly yeah it's uh it's fun it's i feel like what was it i don't, I don't know if you know who uh who mike amiri is I don't. He, um, is he a comedian? Or? No, no. He's a designer, clothing designer. He's He's been blowing up recently with like – he's in like every rap song. He makes like $1,000 jeans. It's ridiculous. What? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, crazy. Denim. Let me see. All kinds of stuff. Show like, this, show me his Instagram or something. Um, show me show me these thousand dollar jeans. I'm interested in seeing. They're pretty dope. They're like are they raw? They're like uh, <laughs> no, no. They're not raw. Nobody wears raw denim anymore. I know. It's a dying thing. Um, it's all like leather and very like rocker. So like he'll make these boots. Oh, those are pretty nice. Yeah, I think they're dope. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Like those are probably like twelve hundred dollars or something. Wouldn't surprise me. Where are these? Where are these jeans at, bro? Where are these thousand dollar jeans at? But like, it's like they're all one offs, or there's like a collection of like. <laughs> 
Oh, it's a collection, but it's like it's like, can, like high buy, quality, buy, like, like as many pairs of these thousand dollar jeans as you want, or it's like no, like they're all one they'll, no, one. no, they're, they're they are limited though, like they will sell out. Um, but uh, but it's not just but it's high it's quality and it's ha- it's hand stitched and this and that and premium and you know like you really like if ever you go into a store and you see it like you'll be like this is like. You, you can you can close your eyes and just touch it, and you're like, this is like this was made it's like quite Stone well. Island. It's better than Stone Island. Well, obviously, that's it's way more expensive. But I'm saying it's very similar in the sense that like you can touch something from Stone Island, and you're like, oh, this yeah. Is but some of the stuff, some of the Stone Island stuff, is like not necessarily um, like some of it is like it's cool materials. But, like, you know it didn't cost them much to make. It's just, like, their design and their brand. Yeah. But, like, uh, certain things, some you are, like, shirts, this is premium. Yeah. you touch and you're like, whoa. He, he wrote a thing today. He posted something that was, like, never, never be ashamed of starting from the bottom because it'll make you uh, the top, the views from the top so much sweeter. But, yeah, that's it. You know, it's, like, it's, like, the slaving through it every day. Just yeah. when you do win, you're kind of, like, ah. What's the, 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 the old saying that I know is the work hard, work hard in silence so that your success, let your success make the noise. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, before we sign off? Uh, books. Books. Books? Yeah, recommended okay. books. Let's recommend a book. I'm, I'd, I like to share my, my reads. Well, you have a ton of reading list i'm currently working my way i'm on uh it's called setting the table um ah, but setting the table what do you think about it i haven't actually started it yet i just have a download no. wow okay um well, you can only recommend a book that you've read that's why i'm not Patrick. recommending it i'm just saying I, it, it's off of your reading list you have a massive list i don't i'm just reading off of your list <laughs> i just finished matthew mcconaughey's green lights and i liked it so it's great a lot of a lot of gems it's a it's a book of of gems the whole book is just like anytime he would like do something or experience something in his life that made him like go ah that worked you know like remember what i did here because it paid off he'd be like green light and so the book is just like all the green lights that he would get throughout his life. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I definitely really want to pick that one up. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really give you one. I, I can give you one that I want to read in the future that I haven't touched, which is Sapiens. I'm very interested in reading that. You told me that it, you, it kind of bored you and you were not really into it and you, you lost interest and didn't finish it. I mean, it's like anything, whether it's like your work or your hobbies, like if you don't like it, you're just not going to put the time in. And so I'd like try to force myself to get through this book and it would take two months to get through the book and I wouldn't read it. And I was just like, fuck this, return the book, download another book. You can return them? On Audible? Yeah. You can return them if you don't like them. That's why it's so great. You just, you you listen to the first 20 minutes, you don't like it, you return it. How long do you have to return them? A year. What? You could listen to the whole thing. You get your credit back? Yep. Why do you think I love it? I mean, that's not why. I like it because I can read Yo, in the car. So you just, you just basically got like 30 books and then canceled your membership. And now you just keep returning them and getting new ones? No, 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 no. Um, I only return books that I don't like. I don't like if I don't finish them. 
if I get halfway, I don't like it. Like my thing is I'm guessing that Amazon has some sort of partnership with like the authors where they're like, they're paying them on a per well, book basis. And if, it's per book. And if someone returns the book, I doubt Amazon pays them for it. I doubt Amazon probably doesn't pay the, the author for it. So yeah. my philosophy is like, if I got value from the book, then I want the author to get paid for it. If I didn't get value from the book, then I don't think I should pay for it. So Audible is great. And oh, I love can't it. hurt me. It's, I'll definitely recommend. That's that's the best book I've read in a very long time. I mean, that's, that's it. The wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. If in you are if you are still with us, season two. Uh, <laughs> season two. It's not officially season two. It's just a, a joke that Dan keeps uh, keeps making because of our long hiatus. Life is what you make it. And if and we I, are making it season two. And this is season two. So if you've listened to this, then that means you've stuck around since the first few episodes. Um, and we are very grateful. One of the things I wanted to mention is that um, I know that there are people that listen to this because it'll come up in conversations. But nobody actually messages us to let us know what they like or didn't like or if they are a fan or if they're not. So it'd be really awesome to get like... If you do listen to this, to just, like, message us on Instagram, say hello. Well, you message in the making on Instagram, that's messaging camp. But you could also message us individually. Yeah, or message us individually. Um, and if for no other reason, then it validates us to know that we are not just speaking into the air, but we are actually... I'm happy just speaking so, into the air. Someone actually is getting value. Even one person gets value from this. It'll mm-hmm. be worth it. Um It'll va- it'll be worth us setting up all this equipment and spending this. So right now we're actually paying to have the podcast edited, and we're not making any money on it. So 100% coming out of our pockets. Um, so okay. whatever you can do for we're free would be great. We're not making any money off this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. we're, we're actually yeah we're losing we're a great losing deal of money. money. Yeah, um, we're losing a good amount. So we hope we could provide you value. Um, that was episode what? eight or nine. or well, It's episode one, season two, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Out. Hey, everybody. This is Patrick. Just checking in quickly after the episode to say thank you so much for listening or watching. We really appreciate it. We've got some super cool interviews lined up in the near future. We're very excited about them, and we think they're going to bring a lot of value to a lot of people. So make sure that you subscribe on your platform of choice. We are officially available on all major podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there and stay tuned for more. We'll see you next time.